Welcome everyone to part two of the vampire special on the Untitled Nick Cage show. Uh, I am your host, Larry, joined as always by Rachel. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I just spent a season in hell where all the amusing people are, so I'm feeling great. I I do want to point out, I was willing to let a certain vampire thing go because I finished my journey. And you this, brought it back the, up the, today. Excuse me, I said nothing. You are literally doing it right now. <laughs> I, 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 I waited because we were talking before we even started recording. But I waited because I said I was, I was ready to be done. I made it clear in the chat. The journey was over. The movies and books are done. And then you're talking no, about see, recording a TV doing... show recovery. No, no, no. No, no, no. You were whitewashing history. You had decided you were done with it now. And so you wanted to disassociate from it after tormenting us for weeks. And I'm saying the stink, the taint of being obsessed with Twilight for months and torturing us is not something that you can just be like... And now I'm done. No, 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 sir. It will follow you into the afterlife. Okay. When you get to the pearly gates, they're going to ask you what team you are and judge you no matter which one you select because you have tormented us. You cannot just put this in the past. But but now we have a podcast plan coming up for the TV show that you brought to my attention. We do not have a plan. We have a threat. We have a terroristic threat that has been lobbied on the Discord. The only way I can see that being good is if it's like euphoria level of like HBO content. It's abstinence porn. It will never be that. It will never be that. It could be that. It could be that. It will not, though. It will not. (laughs) But that's crappy vampire stuff. We're here to talk about hopefully good vampire stuff oh god like let i think yeah we we've been quiet with each other uh so before we get into anything else here is rachel and my initial audio reactions to renfield hello larold i just got out of seeing renfield And I have to say, I had such a good time. It's ridiculous and silly and has the same exact plot as every other sort of action comedy. But it was genuinely funny. And the casting of Nick Cage as Dracula could not have been more pitch perfect. I loved, loved, loved how they flashed back and we got those like early classic um hammer era dracula scenes he was like aesthetically perfect but also his performance was like exactly the degree of camp that i wanted it was moderated enough that it wasn't too kiss of the vampire level but he brought just these weird quirky little moments i i think one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie was probably when he confronts renfield in his apartment after renfield has abandoned him and that that whole sequence i was giggling there's a little moment where he's like And I was just like, Nick Cage always makes the most interesting choices. (laughs) I don't know. I was deeply, deeply charmed by this. I cannot wait to watch it again, actually. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And I cannot wait to talk more about this with you. All right, friend. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hello, Rachel uh, and listeners. I just walked out of Renfield, and I'll keep it short and sweet. I saw the first trailer for this movie and thought we were going to be in for more Prisoners of the Ghostland. So I was very nervous, but I am happy to say this movie was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. It had a ton of heart. And Nick Cage might be one of the best on-screen Draculas. I, I was blown away. It, from coming from Vampire's Kiss to this... I am a very, very happy Cage fan. Excited to review the film with Rachel and go from there. Talk to you soon. Bye. Rachel. Laryl. This movie rocked. This movie was so much fun. It was so, so much, much fun. fun. <laughs> I, have, I have not heard Devin laugh in a theater like that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So we are going to get into it. But yes. before any of that, I will... Just give a fair warning for spoilers. By the way, we're talking about Renfield today. 
<laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. If the title didn't give it away, it is it is Renfield, not Twilight or anything else. Uh, but um, what was I saying? Yes, yeah, spoilers. Uh, I, it might happen before we get to the actual review, but just give yes. people a heads up. Um, I think we can both agree this is probably something that we would encourage people to go see immediately because it's oh, yeah. a great time. So, mm-hmm. uh, but before that, what's new with you? How's life? Life is good. Life is crazy. Um, you know, Women in Horror Month, like, I'm still kind of recovering from that. I know it's we're two yeah. weeks out, but, like, that was a very intense month. So just kind of, like, getting my feeding, footing again. Um, personal stuff is going good. Moving good. towards big life-altering uh, mm-hmm. decisions have been made. Um, and just, like, staying super busy. I don't know. I, I should – we do this every time. I should have an answer prepared, but clearly I didn't. How about you, Laryl? What's going on with you? What's new? <laughs> kind of similar thing. I'm really excited. Tax season ended yesterday for Devin. So I'm excited to have my partner in crime back. I mean, yeah, she's got like Saturday nights, but it's also hard because she works, like, six days a week, like, 12 hours a day. Yeah. So I am excited to do stuff. And this weekend, we're going to an Oddities and Curiosity Festival. Fun. That's yeah. awesome. And she's looking forward to it for a while. So we're going to spend the entire day Saturday doing that. Last week, I went up to Cleveland to watch a baseball game. Mm-hmm. Got a nice tan. It was fun. Ooh. The Yankees won. I would not know. I have no melanin in my skin whatsoever. <laughs> so I'll take your word for it. Uh, but besides that, just recording stuff with on here's Johnny. Um, Justin had no voice last week. He hopped on to record, and it sounded like he swallowed glass. And I was like, "Go rest, my friend. Like we're not doing this." So Devin actually hopped on, and we did a, like a quick review for Mario. But uh, no, things are good. Things are. We, we we just recorded like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, for... I know. Usually we have a much bigger gap between things next time i, I record, was, i'll have no no adventures yeah. to tell you about <laughs> and i was afraid because the last time a brand new nick cage movie dropped we didn't record for like eight months yeah that was not the case with this one this one needed to be recorded immediately yes immediately so that's what i have for like what's new do you want to talk about the cage news i see we each have an article so why don't you go ahead and go first Sure. so mine actually kind of ties back to our last episode obviously this is Nick Cage's first vampire outing since uh, Vampire's Kiss. And so people, of course, asked about that, especially since there is some crossover in that in this film, uh, Nicholas Holt's character, Renfield, the titular Renfield, um, eats bugs, lots and lots Mm -hmm. of bugs. And so people asked Nick Cage about his bug eating experience, because unlike... Nicholas Holt, which had, had bugs that were made of like caramel or like delicious like treaty snack things he ate a real cockroach in the making yes of that he did film. um at the time we talked about how like it was something that he felt like he had to do it was about conquering a fear it was about like going to these like very method places um now he admits he regrets it he did two takes ate a bug two times one of which was actually just a troll from the director and uh he says now that he's sorry that he did it at all um, that they are still something he is. It did not conquer his fear. He is still terrified of bugs. He recognizes that world hunger could be solved should we get over our like ugh, over eating bugs. But he says, "No way, man. No way. Yeah. Not for me." I ate a worm during Ew. basic training Ew. to get a coke. Ew! You know, it like, was not. It was insects not worth carry it. parasites and stuff, right? That's what I was saying. I could have gotten really sick. Yeah, like there was this yeah. guy who died from like some, like, lung parasite from eating a, a banana slug, on yeah, a dare. Yeah, it was it was dumb, and I I regret it, and so it's cool to hear that he does too, because yeah, it's, some things just aren't. Just worth don't eat anything live. <laughs> just don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Although I did accidentally inhale a bug yesterday, which was not great, because <laughs> it wasn't even in my mouth; it went up my nose. One of the worst facts or trivia bits that I know is that no, a human don't eats say a spider. No, nope, yeah. nope. so you so you so you know. Nope. And that's nope. something that terrifies Mm-mm. me. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Nope. Mm-mm. It's like there is some weird like we've talked I don't know if we ever talked about the show, but we've privately talked about like weird bro wellness and like yeah. biohacking and shit. <clears throat> There's this one that's called like hostage tape. Have you seen this? No. Okay, I just so listened I, to the Pete Evans podcast today from them. So, 
Oh, I haven't listened to that episode yet. Ooh, that was nuts. Episode. Wait, have I listened to that episode? No, that's the Australian guy who was in the paleo. Yeah. Who then ended up becoming like a Nazi. Oh, th- so it's not a new episode. I mean, no. I'm all also roads lead to. <laughs> all like wellness roads lead to like eventually like. Nazism, Nazism. <laughs> and or eugenics. But no, so first of all, th- like this one, the toxicity is in the title that it's called Hostage Tape. But what it does is you basically, it's this tape you put on your mouth at night when you go to sleep. And it's like, it's meant for men so it can work on people who have facial hair. And like the benefit of it is like it helps with if you, if you have sleep apnea, um, it, it keeps you from having bad breath. It does all of these things supposedly. How does it help with sleep apnea if it tapes your mouth Because it forces shut, you restrict- to breathe through your nose. Oh, I mean. I mean, I all this wellness stuff is dubious at best. And you say biohacking and I'm like, red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> but I will say the reason I clicked on the link is I was like, hmm spider protection <laughs> i can't eat a spider if my mouth is taped closed no you cannot no you, you definitely cannot <laughs> but i don't know i don't think i could put my money into uh, something called hostage tape yeah just get a lavender plant for your bedroom yeah a lavender plant does that keep spiders out spiders bee uh certain bees and mites and stuff mm-hmm. i wish yep. I liked lavender, lavender and peppermint are two so you can get peppermint. like uh, Okay. The other thing they say to do is get like cotton balls and put like peppermint oil on it okay. and just put them around your room. And it'll keep the spiders out? Mm-hmm. Mm, I like the sound of that. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let's. What's your news story? So I found one, and Cage, because obviously he's doing a lot of press right now for this movie, he yeah. gave his top five films that he's been in. Ooh! Personally. I want to know! Number one. Oh, we're starting pig. at number one. Okay. His favorite movie he ever made was Pig. I mean, it's an incredible film. It's, I mean, it's our number one for a reason. Like, yep. again, like I had, I didn't know what we were getting. And I was also worried because Animal is sad, you know, and. Yeah. And I, we actually, I think we, I think we reviewed that like right after Dante started getting better. We paused it. Until yeah. Dante got better because I was like, I don't think this is the one, Larry. <laughs> yeah, but no, that was remarkable. His other ones, Mandy. Okay. Which you haven't seen yet, right? Correct. Oh my God, I can't wait. Bringing Out the Dead. Okay. I haven't seen that. I saw it a million years ago. Don't remember a thing about it except for it's about ambulance drivers. Okay. Bad Lieutenant Port of Called New Orleans. Never seen it. Me either. <laughs> And Joe from 2013. Have seen it. It's excellent. It's, okay, I haven't seen that it one either. Like, it is in the, like, pig lane. Okay, perfect. Like, you know how he has, like, his sort of, like, in, like wounded indie film, uh, Nick Cage? Like, it's it's that, but instead of a pig, it's, like, this kid that he's um helping. Yeah. And what I liked about most of those, outside of the fact that we, we concur that Pig is just a fantastic film, uh... Is that they're like newer stuff. He doesn't have like he doesn't have yeah. too much nostalgia for like the movies that people kind of like look Vampire's to. Vampire's Kiss ain't on there, huh? <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm genuinely surprised because the way he has talked about it, it must be number six. Yeah. Not Moonstruck. Interesting. The movie he was like nominated for an Oscar for. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, not um, Cotton Club. <laughs> Probably for reasons. <laughs> oh my god! I wonder if he even remembers he was in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rachel, do you want to talk about Renfield? I am dying to talk about Renfield. Let's get into it. Mr. Renfield, welcome. I am the Lachula. You will make a very good assistant. No! He's evil. We will protect you. You have the word of the most trusted institution on Earth, the Catholic Church. Ah! Renfield, your sole purpose in life is to serve me. Now, let's eat. So, this is your last warning. Spoilers ahead. Yeah. I mean, I would say plot-wise, 
there aren't any real spoilers, but the experience. The experience. Uh, and the jokes and those yeah. kinds of things. And also just, like, go see it. Just yeah. go see it. You should go see it. And so, because last night you messaged me because you saw that the background area was blank. And, yes. like, was this my job? And I was like, no, I wanted to go watch it before I looked anything up. Yeah. So I didn't know a certain actor was in this until I watched it, which made me really happy. I'm trying to think which one it was, which was the actor you were you were surprised and excited to see. Was it... um. I always just think of him as John Ralphio. <laughs> John Ralphio, Ben Schwartz. It was yes. I, I I literally jumped in my seat. It was. Oh! It was honestly like before we get into any of this, like it was so cool because the theater wasn't like it was one of the big theaters and it wasn't full, but it wasn't like empty. It was probably oh, that's like good. a quarter ish. Okay. But like, I told you, Devin was laughing, but so were the people around us. So it made it like people like, it made it so you were felt comfortable to laugh out loud. And, like, uh-huh. people were laughing at Cage and, like, the, the gore and everything. It was just yeah. – it was a really, really, really pleasant theater experience. And for That's a fun the best. movie. Yes. That's the best. Yeah. That's I was, so rare, but it's the best. Yeah, because I, I, I kind of thought Cocaine Bear was going to be like that, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But this was what I was ecstatic. Okay. It's a 2023 comedy horror film. And it is serving as a direct sequel to the original Dracula film. Bet you didn't expect that. <laughs> I did not. And they even retcon Cage and Holt into scenes from the original Dracula, which I did not expect. And as people who, if you listen to the Here's Johnny, like I made Justin go through a whole vampire season, and I was singing my praises of Bella Lugosi, and I was just... To see that, that film from 19... Almost a 100-year-old movie... Like, on the big screen, like, I was so happy. Like, <laughs> Amazing! I, I, I can do, I, I mean, we were talking about Twilight, but like, I can literally do anything with vampires. Like, if you tell me a vampire is in it, I will watch it or read it or do whatever. And so, like. I know. It's, my bar for entry is so low when it comes there to vampires. There is no bar. It doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> so the film is directed by Chris McKay. Many people probably recognize him as a filmmaker and animator for directing and editing three seasons of Robot Chicken. Oh, I did not know that. That's either awesome. did I. Yeah, either did I. Uh, he made his directorial debut with the Lego Batman movie, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And he also directed The Tomorrow War. Oh, I did not watch that. That's the Chris I. Pratt joint because it's the Chris Pratt joint. I thought, Isn't it? I thought it was... What's the one with uh, your boy Tom Cruise? Oh, are you thinking of... Um, uh, sorry, not Live, Die, Repeat. That was the original title. Um, but that's Edge of Tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. No. Okay, I, I saw Tomorrow, tomorrow War the... and thought... No, Edge of Tomorrow is freaking awesome. <laughs> okay, see, that, that's what I thought it was. Okay. That's a great movie, and talk about a funny movie. That There's a montage really? of him dying that is hilarious. Yes, it's great. It's great. It's okay. based on a Japanese manga. It's fucking... It's, Emily I didn't Blunt know that. Is in it. She's awesome. My... Laryl, you should totally watch. Oh, she is awesome in it. She's she's so cool. She's so badass. It's like her Ripley movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fun fact, McKay's first time ever on a film set was for Uncle Buck, which is one of my favorite movies ever. I love that movie. Yes, I have a very big soft spot for John Candy and Mm -hmm. Uncle Buck. Great outdoors and planes, trains, and automobiles. I will stop everything I'm doing if I even hear that it's on. But yes, I, I saw that and that was, oh, that's kind of cool. All right, so obviously we have Cage in the film. Yes. Playing Dracula. Yes. And our three other big players are Nicholas Holt, Aquafina, and Ben Schwartz. Love them all. Me too. So Holt has a lot of roles and some I totally forgot that he had. And so I want to know if you remembered him or not. Okay. Uh, he was Hank McCoy in X Men First Class, and then yes. all of the sequels. Totally yes. forgot that was him. Totally remember that. Yes. Um, I knew he was the main love interest in Warm Bodies because we talked about that last episode. Yep. Uh, Perfect companion film to this. Uh huh. He's in Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Witness me. Forgot. <laughs> totally forgot that he was in that. And uh, this movie served as the perfect palate cleanser for his role in The Menu. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, I actually really like him best when he's a total dickhole. Like, that's my favorite version of him, like, in The Favorite or in The Great. Like, yes, I, I had that. Like I, I saw that he was in those two, but I hadn't seen him, so I couldn't, like, speak to him. Oh, you anything. need to watch The Favorite. Really? He's great in The fa- That movie okay. is fantastic. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I – yeah, in the, men, in the menu, I mean, I – Monster. Menu Perfectly was, cast, though. He's such so a great slimy. Movie. Such a great such movie. Such a great movie. Aquafina is an American Love. actress, rapper, and comedian who rose to prominence in 2012 when her song "My Vag" became popular on YouTube. <laughs> what was that, Larry? I, I prepped myself all what? day to say that. What I did, I cut out. It's it cut uh, out. I'm having my, a technical my... difficulty. Oh, one more time. My Vag. Uh, <laughs> Ring tone. <laughs> she has had roles in The Neighbors 2, Ocean's 8, which I haven't mm-hmm. seen. But Harold, you call well, yourself I, a feminist and you haven't watched the Lady Heist movie? What the I hell? Didn't, I didn't like so I liked Ocean's 11, like the first remake. So I, I liked the one with the old school one with the Rat Pack. And then I yeah. watched the Ocean's 11 remake, but mm-hmm. I didn't watch 12 or 13 because it's just not like my kind of movie. Skip so. to 8. Skip to okay. 8. It's fine. Uh, and then she was also in Crazy Rich Asians mm-hmm. and The Farewell, which she received critical mm-hmm. acclaim and won the Golden mm-hmm. Globe Award for Best Actress in a Motion Picture uh, Comedy Musical, where she was the first woman of Asian descent to win the Golden Globe in any lead film category. Isn't that some bullshit? It's 2022, Crazy. 2023, and we're still having firsts. How the fuck are we still having firsts? It because is absurd. Hollywood is white and... And the Oscars and no, Denmark. no, no! But we had a black president, so racism is over. Everybody knows that. But I actually forgot about the farewell, and so when I was doing my research on it, because I wanted to see it, and something happened where I didn't get to the theater to see it. So I am picking it from the library tomorrow because I what? wanted to see it when I saw the trailer because it looked like one of those kind of sad for me gut punches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My and gut then... needs to say punch for you for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> And then we have Ben Schwartz, who plays one of my favorite television characters of all time is John Ralphio. I actually have his Funko. I, oh, Rachel, I, I fell in love with him in it. I just find his character to be hilarious because it's like, I don't know. It's whenever I saw him on the screen, it just made me so happy. Like, he is the reason yeah. why I like Parks and Rec so much. It was because of his character. What? And then his sister, oh yeah, and then his sister and their dad and like, this the whole Saperstein family is just ridiculous. I just, yeah. I love it. But, but he's the voice of Sonic. Ron Swanson. <laughs> they're, they're great too, but I think, I don't know. I, I just love John Ralphio. There's just some, I don't even know what, what it is. But Did you he's ever also watch Sonic. the new DuckTales? No. He is one of the, he's, I think, so whenever I hear him now, I just really? hear DuckTales. Yes! Uh, he's so, that show's so cute. I'm like totally well, outing myself. He's going to watch DuckTales. It, well, yeah. It's like him, uh, Bobby Moynihan, and I can't remember who the third person was. David Tennant. Oh, okay. I am going to be binging Shrewd. Mandalorian this week since it's done. Fucking so can... finally. What about Bad Batch? This... What about Bad Batch? I forgot about Bad Batch. I need to get on that show. I know. I, I would know. actually say... Batch is better. Really? Okay. The season's not that good. Okay. It's okay. It's not bad. Okay. Bad Batch is better. Okay. But Bad Batch is very good. Okay, good. Okay, so the film was originally announced in 2014, and it focused on Redfield, obviously, from the classic uh, story of Dracula. But the Mm. film went into development hell because of the commercial failure of one The Mummy. Oh, yeah. Which I had not seen, so I cannot speak to whatever is in it. All I know is that The Mummy with Brendan Fraser is one of my favorite movies of all time. You constantly send me the memes of, I'd rather be watching The Mummy from 1998. And it's the honest to God truth. Like... It's either that or Twilight memes. Pick your poison, sir. <laughs> I will take Brendan Fraser every day of the week. Uh, the film is scored by Mal- Marco Beltrami. And I am wondering, because Justin gets annoyed with me, because I bring him up all the time. Do you know, like, this man's pedigree 
for no. scoring movies. No. So once I tell you these movies, you're never going to forget the name Marco Beltrami. Okay. The cool. Scream franchise, Mimic, okay. The Faculty, okay. Resident okay. Evil, Okay. Woman in Black, okay. A Quiet okay. Place. All right. Terminator Three, okay. Live Free or Die Hard, Okay. World War Z. These are I dropping robot. in quality, but okay. <laughs> I know when we leave horror, it says uh, I robot. Uh-huh. Snowpiercer. Okay. Back three, up. 310 to Yuma. Okay. Jonah Hex, which the only thing I remember about that is Megan Fox. Down again. It's the only thing I remember is Megan Fox. That's all. That's <laughs> it. Uh, and then Hellboy. Mm. The Wolverine. Okay. Logan. Oh, the best X-Men movie. The best. I am a Batman fan the best superhero movie ever made whoa you know what we should do someday we should do like a tears thing where we like do like suit like the superhero movies like what is the best one i would love to do that i love the dark knight i love batman 89 obviously batman forever is like my personal favorite the best superhero movie ever made was logan I mean, it's, it's, I, I, like, I concur. It's incredible. I'm just like, I need like time to research to see if there's anything I'm forgetting. But like, it is S tier. It's definitely S tier. That could be a fun Patreon episode where we just like pick a genre of movies and people send in their, their options and we tier them and drink. I mean, you had me a drink. (laughs) (laughs) So the last kind of like sad thing that kind of surprised me, it was shot on a budget of $65 million dollars. And uh-huh. it's only grossed eleven million dollars as of four nineteen. So whenever this, I'm not sure when this will actually come out to the live audience, but as we record today, four nineteen, only eleven million dollars in the box office. That sucks. I mean, I think it is. It's a rough week, right? Because we it it was competing against Mario. It was competing against. It's going to be competing against Evil Dead. It's going to be like there. <sighs> It's also like the pre-summer blockbuster. Like, like Mario kind of kicked off summer blockbusters, but it's like it's the pre because like I was even telling Devin like with Guardians of the Galaxy in two weeks, like that's like the start of like the yeah. Like every I wonder weekend, if they should have held this hole. for fall. Well, like if they did, it would go against the Voyage of the Demeter. I just I mean, if I was gonna pick between the two, I would. I would see this one. <laughs> I, I mean, both. I want to see that. I mean, I would do yeah. both, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like people are maybe not in a vampire mode right now. Like, you know, that's like more of a fall. There's vibe. a lot of vampire movies coming out between Demeter and then the new Salem's Lot and then this. Mm, I guess maybe that's what it is. That's a shame. That's a shame. I was shocked. I was shocked. I, know, I didn't feel like anybody other than us. Were t- I like put it in the Discord. I was like, anybody else seeing this this weekend? And it was just like crickets. It was you and me. And it's crazy because it's really good. We're going to get into it. It's really good. It is. People who listen to Vampire's Kiss know that, like, Rachel had me come around, but I was not the biggest fan of Vampire's Kiss. I loved this. But before we get into it, do you want to do a quick plot synopsis? Sure. Sure. I have nothing prepared, so off the top of my head. That's that's fine. That's how I always do it. (laughs) I'm not like Mars and Justin who have scripts. (laughs) Although apparently Chat GPT, one of those podcasts I listen to, they've been using Chat GPT to do their backgrounds for reviews. I don't like it. Chat GPT is one of the most interesting and scariest things I mean, that I I'm ever five minutes away from being unemployed and unemployable. Yeah. Like <laughs> when they it's... can have a, a AI do everything I do, it's I, I heard uh, I was listening to a YouTube video or something and someone gave chat GPT the autonomy like gave him like 60 bucks and told them to go out on the internet and make money and the first thing they did was they spent like $10 to pay a human being to do the captures so that they could get in to start writing like freelance so they paid a human 10 bucks to get through the capture protections and then they started writing yeah we're done we're done we're done yeah. and like everybody that feeds into the chat you are i have never used it me neither never touched it not everyone in this house can claim that (laughs) honor but i have not my my good friend and someone who you actually talked to about an article Uh uh-huh you know i'm talking about yeah he was lovely and very helpful 
Yeah, he he was bored one time and he tried to get ChatGPT to pretend that it was his wife. And he told us this. We went to dinner and he was talking about how he used it and she was sitting there with us. Is his wife was... a real doll? <laughs> and he was just sitting there. Will be like... soon. <laughs> and she's like looking at him and he thought, like, it's like, yeah, it wouldn't do it. And it was just like, and, and she was like, why didn't you just call me? Like, are you that lonely, sir? <laughs> That's kind of sad. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, the plot of Renfield. Plot. Okay, so as you said, this is a direct sequel to the original 1930s uh, Universal film. Uh, in, in this one follows the story of Renfield in modern day um, as he is dealing with sort of a century of being the familiar to Dracula and beginning to feel some regrets about it, feeling a little bit more connected to his humanity. He makes friends in a self-help group that he went to originally to see if he could find victims. Um, it's just this endless cycle of Dracula rising to his full power, the enemies coming, knocking him back down a peg, and then going back into hiding and healing. And, and he's currently in one of those phases. During this, one night he's out hunting for nuns or a bus full of cheerleaders um, when he gets in the crossfire of a um, group of criminals and a police officer. And in the process, he kills a bunch of the criminals and the police officer who's played by Aquafina brands him a hero and reminds him of what it feels like to just not be, you know, a Renfield, essentially. And um, he begins to try to... Uh, disconnect his relationship from Dracula in order to kind of uh, remove the toxicity in his life. That obviously is not going to work with Dracula and also the uh, there's escalating violence between the police officer and these criminals and um, that's without going any that's kind of that is essentially the, the plot of it without getting into like in spoilers. So pros and cons of plot I think mm-hmm. I mentioned this in my quick little reaction leaving the theater, mm-hmm. but uh, when I saw the first trailer, I had very low expectations. For very what I low. Because the trailer was not good. It looked low budget. It looked kind of dumb. Corny. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And I so I went into this thinking it was going to be that. This plot, like, everything about this movie, I was just on board for. And I loved it. I I, I liked how Redfield was regretful and how he was trying to, like, he was remorseful for his actions and how he was trying to get better. I liked the characters around him. And what I liked most of all, and it was probably the biggest surprise that I had, is that Cage was a central role. It wasn't just, like, a, like a side thing where he mm-hmm. was, like, Dracula and he was there kind of, mm-hmm. like, at times. Like, Cage is your villain. Like, he is the antagonist moving things along. And there are sequences in this where, like, yes, you get the campy Cage with the Transylvanian accent playing Dracula. But you see, like, at least in my thought, like, you saw what makes Nick Cage, like, an actual, like, actor. Like, mm-hmm. when his, like, skin's falling off and he's, like, yelling at Renfield because he didn't bring him, like, good victims or whatever. It was just... It was fantastic, and like when he was trying to like sway Aquafina to join him, I don't know. I, I, and it my my reaction to how much I how much I liked it might be because I had such low expectations, but like I told Devin, like I want to go see this again. Like I literally <laughs> had an absolute blast with this. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I agree. That I I loved this movie this movie to me was one of the more joyful experiences i've had in a theater in a long time i didn't even have a good theater like you it was just like a couple of us and like a couple of other other weirdo dudes a couple rows back um but i was laughing out loud it was so funny the enti- it was so funny and nick cage was so funny in this yes. because i think he played it very sincere but n- like it was just on that perfect line of being just sincere enough without going into the full vampire's kiss but like that dna was in there absolutely Um, in terms of plot this is going to start sounding like a criticism but stay with me so like it's pretty standard 
like the plot beat in terms of plot beats it's pretty straightforward like it is every sort of action comedy that you've ever seen it is not unlike say something like 21 jump street for example like all the perfect comparison absolutely i didn't even think about that but absolutely yeah, except for this one happens to have a vampire, right? Um, there's no real major twists. Like, the villains are who you think they are. The the villain beats are what you think they will be. All of those things. Um, nothing is totally unexpected. But, which you could say, like, oh, that's derivative. But to me, it felt comfortable. It felt cozy. Yes. And it's yes. ultimately about the execution. Yes. Um, it does not break the mold in terms of the plot arc. But the characters are so enjoyable across the board. The casting could not be more perfect. From Nick Cage as Dracula to the, like, maternal sort of leader of the gang to Aquafina, Like, to a Nick, Nicholas Holt as yeah. this sort of likable loser. Like, to a person, it is beautifully cast. And they embody these characters in the most fun and sort of joyful way. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I I had a wonderful time with this. It was it created a world that I wanted to revisit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this is if this is what the universal universe is going to be like, sign, sign me, me up. up. I want hundred percent. Especially if you can bring in an actor like Nick Cage, who's like perfectly cast to embody that character. I don't know. I I loved this movie. I giggled. I have thought about it since. Everybody who I have talked to who has seen it has had the same exact experience and my hope is maybe word of mouth about what a fun movie this is maybe yeah. we'll like give it a little bit of a bump in the box office because it certainly deserves to be seen more than that stupid mario brothers movie <laughs> and i love mario brothers but the movie's not good you know and this is good we'll talk about that in a uh, later section Oh no! <laughs> Are you stealing my my? I remember I had the cage rage when he was <laughs> cast. Uh, but I think your point about Twenty One Jump Street honestly is perfect because Twenty One Jump Street and then Twenty Two Jump Street do not reinvent the wheel. They are beat for beat, formulaic. But they're some of my favorite comedies ever they're because funny. it's they're perfectly cast. They're hilarious and like. It's just something you can go back to and watch, and it's just like, it's just like you said, it's it's a it's just like a comforting good time, and that's exactly what this is. It's like it's not changing anything. I think the performances are what really send this home because the plot's simple. But I don't need Christopher Nolan, three layers of Inception, craziness no. all the time. Sometimes I just want a fun, enjoyable experience, and that's what this was. And like we've been talking about like vampires for a while now but like i i kind of really enjoyed what i got from this i liked renfield as the familiar and eating the bugs and having the power i think we can probably talk about it here but like the hyper violence scene yes i appreciate it going there yes, it was and it, hilarious and it wasn't in a way that made you like your stomach like like we gave justin a hard time for playing the rack audio and what we saw and saw and stuff this wasn't that. This was, like, fun. Like, when he threw the arms and stuck people to the wall like Predator. Like, like what are we doing? And, like, and like, and it's, it was just... It was just an absolute great time. I loved being in a theater where everybody was just laughing out loud and hearing Devin laugh. It's just... You are not going to be getting, like I said, like, something that's going to blow your mind, right? This isn't that kind of movie when it comes to, like layers of plot but it is a bloody hug it is like a a, bloody gory as hell hug i can't say it better (laughs) i cannot say it any better than that pros and cons of acting honestly i think because the plot is pretty simple it lives or dies on on the writing of the jokes and the and the delivery of those jokes and i think that the jokes land and I Every expect time. I expect that from Aquafina. She's a comic. I expect that from Ben Schwartzman. Schwartz- Fuck you, Kyle. Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. I expect that from them. This yeah. is their oeuvre. This is their wheelhouse, right? What I am delighted by is that also Nick Cage's jokes land. When there is a confrontation in his apartment where they're like, he's he knows that he's been betrayed and like Renfield's trying to walk it back and he's like 
hmm, tell me more. Oh, ooh. You know, like all of those little beats land. They're so funny. And it elevates what is a very simple plot because the performances add all of these layers and all of this humor to the to the, the writing. Yes. And yeah, that scene in the apartment and it led to the one scene that like broke I my heart. I want those carpets. <laughs> or not carpets. I want those drapes. He has like cat, 70s yeah. cat drapes. I want And all those. the motivational <laughs> posters around. He's flipping through his book. It's yes. just like sometimes we talk about ranking performances or whatever. Like every single person in this gave it 110% and it landed. It reminded me, we talked about this a little bit earlier, like the menu. I think the menu really relied upon all the actors who they got to like commit to these characters or prototypes that they were being forced to play and they mm-hmm. did it perfectly like if ralph fine yeah. was not able to pull off your gordon ramsay chef yeah chef douchebag right like that movie would have died and this is the same way i i think that there's a lot of comedy and i think the thing that blew me away the most is that cage was scary at times like, there were times where he was a legitimately terrifying Dracula. In a way, I love Bella Lugosi, but in a way that Bella, he had the brows, but he didn't have that, like, you talked about the scene in the apartment where he's, like, slowly walking towards him. And, like, everybody, yeah. we all know that Renfield is fucked. And it's just, like, he's smiling and he's laughing along, but we know from earlier in the movie the violence he is capable of. And it leads to that heartbreaking scene where he goes and kills all of his friends in the recovery. <laughs> and, like I, I don't, I, I truly was just blown away by the acting. I, and I, I think you're right. I mean, you already said it. I think that because it's a simple plot, if the writing and the performance of that writing did not nail, it would have been dead. But. Mm-hmm. He's so good in this. He's so... It's such a goofy movie, but his performance is incredible. Like, he he understood and turned in and got extra credit on the assignment. I think he might be my favorite Dracula performance. I mean, that's it's, not hard for me, yeah. but you have a much deeper sort of knowledge Christopher base. Christopher Lee and Bela Lugosi have always been really high up there for me. Mm-hmm. And yes, this is recency bias, and I'm aware of that, so I want to sit on it. But, like, it was just the, like, I really felt like he took this role and he just nailed it. Because I was critical of Vampire's Kiss. I didn't like it mm-hmm. and for, for a couple of reasons, but, like, this was just, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like there's there's just nothing about his performance I would turn away and I I cannot But I don't think you get this if you don't have what he needed to bring what he had that he was able to bring to Vampire's Kiss. Like 100%. I feel like you can you can see the through line. Like you I am can see so it. happy we did this. Did mm-hmm. Vampire's Kiss before this. It Me, was too. A, Me too. Me too. A very smart idea. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. directing I mean, I think that the action beat, like all of the action set pieces were really well directed. Um, they were very fun and kinetic and um, gruesome. And, and so I think bright. that's, yeah. And they were bright. And they were, yes, they were, you could see all the impalements. Yes. And I require very good focus on the impalements. And I mm-hmm. got them. I got them. Um, I think that all of there's so many styles in it because it, it spans time and we yes. see like different eras and we see like there's montages. I mean, there's so much happening in here and I think that it's all handled really, really well. And then I think the performances that we talked about speak to the direction of this being, being strong. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I think that because of the montages and the time hops and kind of the way things were. And as we know from between worlds that when you get an actor like cage and kind of tell him to, to go do it you can kind of lose yeah. control i think you got a ferrari he... you gotta know how to play you gotta know how to drive stick <laughs> yes i i think because i mean aquafina is an amazing actress in her own right and mm-hmm. nicholas holt is no schlub either and i think that he mm-hmm. got brilliant performances from all of them without yeah. any of them outshining the other because they're in a lot of scenes together like there was a being just Aquafina in Cage when he's trying to seduce her. Like one of those two could have outacted the other or kind of like outshone, 
but they played together and it mm-hmm. made, I, there was a second where I thought she was going to like potentially like accept like a saber sister and like betray him after becoming a familiar or whatever or like try to become mm-hmm. a vampire but like no I I don't think negative to say it was fine the violence was yeah. fantastic <laughs> I appreciate the violence. I know that's a weird thing to say, and I know that PG-13 movies can be excellent. Even PG-13 horror films can be good. Yeah. But I, it feels less like a cash grab when they actually follow through with the violence that's required to really sell it. Especially the levels they go to in this. Like, there is a Mortal Kombat fatality-esque scene oh movie. yeah where everything comes out both sides <laughs> and, it, and it's just like it wasn't dumb it was just like it fit everything that had happened so far and yeah. it felt of the same vein so it was yeah. just it was just enjoyable i love when she's climbing down the car and she's like you know like i've seen <laughs> when people say i've seen worse things and it's like those worst things are now everything you did today <laughs> the whole conversation about ska Oh my god, the conversation. I was dying. This, this movie is so funny. And it is a comedy. You know what it is? Is It is a comedy from beginning to end. Like so yes. often, comedies are really funny at the beginning. And then they get very involved in the plot and pushing the yep. plot forward. And the comedy falls away. I was laughing from the opening scene to the final scene. Yeah. Throughout, oh. The comedy is peppered all the way throughout. A post-it note in this made me laugh. A freaking post-it note made me laugh. That's why I thought your comparison to 21 and 22 Drum Street was perfect. Because it's yeah. the same thing. Like, yeah. Especially 22 Drum Street, the running joke of, of uh, Jonah Hill sleeping with Ice Cube's daughter. And how they just drag that out throughout. And, like, and then the culmination at the dinner sequence is just like it's perfect and there's a lot of that in this like Holt or Renfield trying to like separate and seeing Aquafina stand up to a gun to her head and that's what does it and he goes to Macy's and he gets his bright colored shirts and his affirmation posters <laughs> and, it's, and it's just it's just and he's like he has his like he says his guide or his strength to defend it and he pulls it out and starts reading his affirmations while Dracula's just backing him into a corner well, I love he pulls it out like it like it's gonna be a bible yeah, like, like a cross a or something and it's like dealing with narcissists <laughs> i mean it's such a fun modern interpretation too right like it's yes. so of like it's so gen z it's so of the era to like have this be about breaking out of toxic gaslighting relationships with a narcissist like it's perfectly timely and funny and but like also poking fun of that from the inside so it doesn't feel unkind and like mm, old people meh, young people yes, you know like exactly it's, no, it's, it's just it's I'm perfect dead serious but like if i wasn't seeing evil dead on sunday because i get like three movie tickets like two a month i would go see this again i had yeah. that much fun it was just yeah. it was just a delight yeah, I'm, I mean, when this comes out, I'm going to watch it immediately again. Like, this yeah, is, this is a, com- this is a comfort came... food movie now. Like, yes. this goes in a, a very rare, small subset of films that, like, I could put on at any time, at any point in the movie, and just let it play. And it yeah. would be just, like, cozy and comfy and lovely and I... gory. <laughs> All right, favorite cage line. Why don't you go ahead and go first? All right. I kind of already tipped my hand a little bit at the beginning of this, which is because this is my motto in life. (laughs) I wish to spend a season in hell where the amusing people are. (laughs) I feel like that could be like a 1920s dame, like, you know, like a Mae West type of quote in real life. Yes, Yes, it could. (laughs) How about you? So mine was, you know, I don't ask for much, Renfield. Only a couple dozen innocent people. <laughs> that was like our first introduction. And like like you mentioned, we saw the bones of Vampire's Kiss and Peter Lowe. But it was definitely a more, uh, it was a better version of it. And that's, yeah. and that's how I knew, like you said, it was good we did Vampire's Kiss first. And that we were going to get a better version of what we had. So, all right. So to which so Cage fan do we recommend? I'm going to recommend this to the joyful Nick Cage fan. The ones who really just love him, want to spend time watching something he's doing. Um, 
that that yeah the joyful the joyful nick cage fan perfect mine is for the dr alucard cage <laughs> oh look at you with your castlevania references <laughs> and and batman versus dracula okay that was his sure. alias <laughs> So now we have to rank it. So the way we do Okay. So are you in the document? Uh, I don't need to be. I know where I want it. Okay. So let's point, put fingers up in the list, mm-hmm. and then okay. we can announce it. So three, okay. two, one. Easy. Done! Easy. That was so easy! <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, obviously this is an audio format. Yes. But we both agreed that Redfield is the number two number ranked two. <laughs> movie so far on this podcast. And that yep. is actually going to earn it an asterisk. Yes! Welcome to the potential Mount Rushmore! <laughs> Correct. So uh, for everyone who is playing along, starting at the worst and going to the best, we have Cotton Club, Boy in Blue, Best of Times, Prisoners of the Ghostland, Racing with the Moon, Between Worlds, The Family Man, it's crazy where the family man is. The thing is, like, I don't disagree with anything where it's placed, but like, that's like one of like, yeah, the, I, it's the groundwork his... ones for me. But it as, speaks as to his catalog. Like, yeah. we're only barely into this thing, and already one of your favorites is not at the top. Yeah, uh, Birdie, Vampire's Kiss, Valley Girl, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, The Rock, Renfield, and Pig. And yeah, honestly, right. yeah, <sighs> Pig's gonna be hard to. Because even though there are some that I love, Pig was just... Mm, it's going to be the one to beat. It's going to be I'm the one to beat. I'm waiting for you to see Mandy. I'm waiting for you to see Mandy. Okay. Perfect. So that's it for our review. We're going to... That one's going to... You're going to have so many feelings about that one. Because <laughs> you're like a softie. Yeah. And it's like... It's the Nick Cage and Pain movie. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene in a bathroom where he's in his tidy whities and a t-shirt you're not ready for my friend you're not ready for it you're not ready are in the closing we are in the closing we did La- it last notes before we head into the patreon section uh do we have any emails yeah. okay perfect our next film is peggy sue got married uh have you seen it a million years ago okay i think there's time travel in it but i'm not sure yeah exciting i've not I seen think? it so. i don't know if that's true like okay. this is just my i i saw it when i was like single digit age okay like nine okay, okay. so <laughs> that could have been it might not be true at all it might be about a guy who learned how to row and uh was a bootlegger like <laughs> i don't know that's just my my recollection is there might be time travel in it so that's the next episode. If you'd like to send in your artwork for Nick Cage based do on a movie. It, do it. We'll get it tattooed you can... on us. And <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> for, a, for a certain amount of money, anything is possible. But right. uh, we'll Everyone talk has a prize. <laughs> in the DMs. <laughs> I am just realizing you have AirPods in. I always wondered how, like, you had to talk to Randy for me. I thought you just had a really fancy setup where, like, there's no reverb or anything. <laughs> No. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, if you want to send us artwork or an email, uh, Nick Cage at Zombie Girls. That's G R R L Z dot com. We would Absolutely. love to hear from you. Go see this movie, guys. It is. It really, really, really is great. And that's not just like two Cage fans talking. We have been critical. No. I mean, you can go back two episodes to Between Worlds and hear us be critical. <laughs> like, this is. This is awesome. This was a really, really fun movie, and mm-hmm. I think anybody can enjoy it. So, yeah, that's my last thought. Life thoughts. is terrible. Life is hard. It's full of disappointments. It's full of stress and pressure and bills and taxes and di- death and illness and plague and famine. Like for two and hours, Bud Light. Can... Bud Light is and scary Bud now. Bud Light. No, I mean now I gotta. 
I don't got to like Bud Light. What the hell? Anyway. I know. That's what I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Is that what we're drinking in October? Bud yeah. Light? Yeah, we are. All right. All right. Fine. I mean, like I said, I can shotgun anything. Anyway. That and Jack Daniels. Ugh. Oh, no. I, no. I, the, like, they're, I'm they're woke. Mad at, they're mad at that, Jack. They're, they're, not at, that they're mad at You got to be. We got to be together. Uh, we'll be ordering Jack Fire and Bud Light and we'll... Can we drink something from the parent company that is not Jack? Did you watch the TikTok I posted for the woke beer? In, in the one with the, the guy with the baseball bat? Yeah. I think I saw part of it. The person who's making the woke beer, the parent company is Anheuser Bush. <laughs> these people are so stupid so anyway my point is in a world of these dum-dums you can go into a theater right now yes and for the next two hours you can experience joy 100%. serotonin all the other chemicals blood sure there are other ones salty popcorn salty popcorn maybe there's a freestyle machine strength. and you yes you can get a, 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 a vanilla cherry diet Coke. Like, that's what I like to get when I go there. And it's delicious and it's awesome and it goes great with popcorn. And you can have that. You can shut out everything else and just watch Renfield for two hours and experience joy. So yes. what are you doing? Why are you not listen- watching it right now? That is what you need to be asking yourself. Soul search. Why are you? Why right now are you not watching Renfield? And correct that. Could correct. not agree with you more. And with that... Yeah. Nothing can be added. Patrons stick around <laughs> and we will head into the force innings. first last time so you're gonna go first this time tell me about vampire survivors so i'm not good at this game <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's very low stakes right so it's this weird combination of being very very simple mm-hmm. and very very stressful <laughs> yes yes <laughs> like i'm just like running around like do you want to describe mean, it for people who haven't played it okay so you are a pixel guy with uh-huh. a whip yeah okay um, and it is just sort of um, a two, sort of a top-down mm-hmm. 2D situation where you are running around and there are at first bats and then other creatures that just kind of swarm at you and you try to avoid them and kill them and then they'll drop little blue orbs that'll level you up and then you get new um, weapons or yep. protective sort of Bible thing that flies around you. Um, and that's and like you're it. you're fighting vampires that's a, or the undead okay. vampires and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially it. It's very much like an old school arcade game. Yes. Very much like that. Um, I could see, though, how it can be meditative because you level up and get new things fast enough that, like, you, it'll keep you going. Like, it's mm-hmm. the pacing of that kind of reward system is very effective. And so I was like, I only had to play it twice. I played it, like, 25 times. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that was probably about 40 minutes time. <laughs> total gameplay because i don't think i survived more than three minutes but i can totally see why people get hooked on this especially if you start figuring out the strategy because i could start to see that there were there were upgrade things together and there's like certain areas where you can go to help stuff and then obviously you can unlock you get coins you can unlock different survivors with different starting powers yes so like i think i if i continue to play it i could see how that like there's a puzzle aspect to it. Yes. Like just a straight up arcade game is not really my jam. Like I was not. I liked. I liked the ones where you drove. Yeah, uh, and yeah, like yeah. Back when arcades, but like I wasn't like a super arcadey person. I like some of the light gun games. Yep. Um. Of course. But you give me a puzzle, and baby, we in business. And so I could start to see like the hints that there was a puzzle aspect of this, and I, I suspect I'll try it again. And there are actually some puzzles that lead to hidden characters on the map. Ah, shit. <laughs> but the, and then the, the soundtrack is like like a techno beat. Uh huh. And the thing I like the most is like I like how there's like a twenty minute maximum timer 
on like a round. So like no matter what, like twenty minutes. And I know you didn't hit it, but like for me, like yeah. it was a nice reminder <laughs> where like if that didn't exist, I could see you like just losing time. But like yes. having like a run. Like yeah. just having twenty minutes, playing it, enjoying yourself, unlocking a couple things and then doing it the next day. And for me, who has a problem with like losing hours into games, yeah. It's it was really nice. And for it was like yeah. it cost me four bucks on Steam. And oh, I and, and, and you listen to Justin and get it on your phone. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, Smart. I played it on my phone. Although I kind of would like to see if I'd be better if I had like a like an actual controller because like I'm just way pressing. easier. It's way yeah, it's, easier. It's hard. It's yeah. hard on that. So yeah. I assume that's why I was terrible at it. That, of I course. mean, that's really the only plausible. By the way, we have to get Sons of the Forest in the calendar. I am yeah. dying to play it.